गुड इवनिंग एवरी वन एंड अ वॉम वेलकम टू द डिजाइन विलेज टूडे वी हैव अमंगस्ट अस अ वेरी टैलेंटेड एंड अमेजिंग एंड इंस्पिरेशन टू ऑल ऑफ अस मिस अनाविला मिस्टर अनाविला वी वेलकम यू टू द डिजाइन विलेज एंड थैंक यू फॉर इम्बार्किंग अपॉन दिस न्यू जर्नी ऑफ वाई फैशन मैटर्स टूडे वी ट्रेड अपॉन दिस जर्नी ऑफ इंट्रोड्यूसिंग अ सिक्स पार्ट डिजिटल सीरीज of why fashion matters we commence the series with one of the pioneers of pragmatic and conscious fashion in india miss anavila mishra a constant inspiration a dedicated mentor and an ardent well-wisher she is a dear friend of the design village community and she has seen the school growth grow through its dimensions and through its humble years and i will always thank you for this opportunity to share the forum with us and to learn the true dictum of what fashion holds in turbulent times for us we are both privileged and honored building upon francis corner's famous book on the importance of fashion the talk series aims to unravel the works of prolific indian fashion and textile designers and expression creators by sharing their stories and contributions to the industry economy and society while discussing the future of the field of fashion the design village believes in a life led through design and positions all its villagers to undertake an individual journey that brings about an impact that will resonate with changing times and beyond The fashion and textile atelier imagines a journey of a tailor and fashion designer to be beyond a cloth, an illustration, a weave, a stitch, a garment, and a lifestyle. It questions fashion as a fad and a privilege, and only for the privileged and scouts for the unperturbed domains such as a sustained closet and a repurposed weave. Here, a textile is beyond a fabric and a space, and is what one co-creates and empathizes with. On this note of change, Anavila, I thank you for being here amongst us, and it's my pleasure. So, Anavila, we've just put together few of your essence together to actually let the young aspirants see what is it that your world looks like. and please feel free to add to what i am sort of sharing so that it could be a very enriching experience thank you i hope my screen is visible to everyone yes yeah? okay so this actually goes back to 2011 when Anavila actually wanted to recreate what the true meaning of sustainability is in the industry of India. You know, the word sustainability is actually misinterpreted and misused. People think developing a green habit or a green consciousness is enough for a brand to qualify as sustainable. But you will actually see through today's journey that a brand needs to be far more than just believing in sustainability. the mere belief in sustainability is not enough to to qualify as a conscious habit and that is exactly why we had anavila open this chapter because it's extremely important to understand what goes behind a weave a weave is a million of stories 
but but each of those yarns that go behind making that story is relevant and that is why we say that it's a dream of cream and it inspires and supports indigenous so before anavila actually founded her label in 2011 she worked she of course graduated from national institute of fashion technology in new delhi and she worked with menswear domains and you have these amazing brands such as louis philip and wills lifestyle who actually defined the menswear of early 2010s and the past decade and it sort of gave this new language to the attire that was bit in between the 9 to 5 job and anything and everything after that while she was working with the menswear she got to experiment and explore this beautiful garment of fabrics the weaves and from there the penchant for loving the fabrics loving the colors and weaves working with the communities and understanding what goes behind creating them became her real power after she moved on from the menswear industry she worked with the ministry of rural development to actually see what could be created for these industries which are small scale these artisans who spend their lives in weaving one small piece of carpet but that is what a community a craftsmanship a made in india actually stands for and that is what she tried to do in her time there and of course while working there there was always this awareness of how could fashion be made more relevant why should a garment find more than what it serves and hence the crossover from menswear to the world of textile and through textile to the world of sari it's extremely important to understand that sari is just not an occasion wear today anavila has really redefined why a sari is just not meant to serve occasional purpose it is actually about that habit of developing sari as an indian extension of representation and that is why fashion really matters you know it's not very easy to weave linen the fabric the the, the yarns of linen cannot be spun and twisted into longer dimensions however to spin a 9 yard sari developed a new intellect they wanted uh, asked for a new prowess and that is exactly what she worked with the communities of west bengal and jharkhand and was able to create so you see these amazing weaves of cotton silk and linen interspersing beautifully to create a garment which speaks for itself a garment which has no embellishments such as surface ornamentations it is just the weaves that tell the story going back to something which is extremely special to the brand anavila and also what actually i really found very special was reminiscing the childhood memories to these busa dolls busa actually means a younger sister growing up in a family which where traditions were extremely important they were considered to be pure just like what her name denotes in sanskrit and how relationships were sort of fostered it was important to understand that as indian kid children we were exposed to barbie dolls and kens who actually had a very foreign way of dressing up the skin tones were different the whole uh, the whole appearance was different and the kids were expected to sort of embody themselves in indian tradition and that is what was a big disconnect so the idea of busa dolls was while playing with these dolls you allow the indian heritage of the, the indian garment the indian textile to sort of exchange and kids learn the art of wearing and practicing indian attire while growing up and that was piece of a part of history which she projected into future and every collection that she makes from now on 
essentially has this curated together beautifully and that is what is a story to tell of today of course when you see the product goes beyond what it stands for it actually transcends and people sort of extrapolate it into a level where it starts making a meaning which is beyond just a sorry so anavela on that stage i would take to the journey and have this privilege of sharing the space with you thank you thank you thank you for the introduction really thorough <laughs> no i think when you have true inspirations in front of you it sort of just flows and you know it was very important for us and avala when you we were curating and of course when sarb spoke to you that we got someone who actually believed in why the design village was founded so it was very important for us to start with someone whom we actually knew and who actually knew us before we actually knew ourselves so thank you for that you know it's my pleasure and i you know i'm really very fond of your school and the way uh, you're trying to integrate various aspects of fashion and design into it really commendable thank you for that anavala if you are ready for a few questions then i would like to start yeah so something that always you know runs in our minds is as designers if we were not design practitioners what would we have been have you ever had such thoughts do you think a thought of that sort passed your mind that if yes, you were not a designer yes, all the time and i think i definitely uh, you know take that path as well uh, i would have been a farmer or a florist uh, for sure and um, in future maybe you know i will live this dream as well I think we are all moving towards how we had started. So it's actually life moving yes. to circle. Yes. So my grandfather was a farmer. I come from that family, and it's in my DNA. So I'm sure I'm going to get there sometime. I really do hope, and I think it's going to make a huge difference to how we see life currently. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, if I was to ask you, you know, we've discussed, of course, this last time, but. you know the shift from menswear to a women's wear is a completely new domain how did that happen for you and how did you perceive that change um so see what's it was not a very conscious uh, decision on both parts uh, uh, menswear was something which came to me uh, in terms of my first job which was a campus placement so madra came the first day of the campus placement and they picked me up Um, out of all the uh, students they had interviewed that day and it was it was really a delight to be a part of you know that organization um i did not put so much thought you know as a i have been a very curious child i'm still that i mostly not define a lot of things around me i flow with the flow so i was you know i was really happy and open to the idea of menswear uh when i moved to madura it was a wonderful studio our seniors uh, were such wonderful mentors uh, i learned everything from scratch uh, in design uh, particularly because i had come from netwear design background i was not a textile designer to start with and also menswear so as a woman you know about women's fashion you follow trend and menswear is a completely uh, new ball game wasn't completely new ball game but these guys really mentored me well i still remember my first boss manish we still you know kind of catch up with each other and uh, very surprisingly both of us are working on sarees now uh, him and me as well so it was a fascinating one year journey um, at madura garments and then i moved on to wills lifestyle in delhi um, there i you know kind of kept learning 
um so you know when you look at menswear and that also in the formal category in the category of office wear it can look very drab to you it's a at the end of the day it is a shirt and a trouser and a jacket and a tie you know but learning the entire process of menswear what are different colors how the cuffs are cut what is a half cutaway what is a full cutaway how uh, the ties are you know different weights and different shapes and different sizes it was it was fascinating as i was discussing with you the other day when we met um my first trip to uh, st germain street in london i went into the dunhill store and then you know i went to zenia later many you know many years later and i was completely taken with the craftsmanship of what they had put in their products and how menswear can be you know um, so scientific and so design led and so thought through so it's actually such impeccable design which goes into making a jacket not everybody can make a jacket you know how it is cut and how it is pressed so uh, it was a lovely lovely uh, four years of my life which was menswear and uh, after that this project happened which you just mentioned ministry of rural development ministry of textiles so from a corporate structure i wanted to move into something which was to do with the grassroots uh, more so to uh, move to craft clusters of india and you know somehow when you really want something very badly uh, it somehow the nature you know kind of uh, conspires to give it to you so this project was tailor made to what i had wanted to do at that point of time my one of my faculty called me the left dg interviewed me uh, the js of the ministry of rural development you know all of them were sitting there and then they asked me why from corporate to something which is a government body and it's it was a government project and i was like you know even if you put my give me my petrol bill from gurgaon to delhi i'm ready to uh, do this job and um, i was very excited about it and they understood that they hired me for that job and i think that was a changing point of my life now uh, those three years of um uh, driving that project creating that whole um uh, you know giving form to that whole uh, project um working with so many uh, craft clusters we had 21 crafts with us uh, which we were working on at that point of time and from design to marketing and everything in between uh, it was it was a lovely experience and that is something which later in life you know uh, after my 5 years of sabbatical when my son was born pushed me to where i am today so it was it was not a very conscious decision of moving from menswear to womenswear or in fact moving to menswear from the you know uh, very first but it was more deeper i think it was more to do with um, working with the skill set which we have so widespread in india and creating something very contemporary and now with it you know giving it more meaning for uh, for every day from for us in cities who you know who are somehow uh, you who understand and appreciate the skill behind the craft but are unable to connect with that product maybe so so it's a marriage of the two you know the contemporary and the fashion and what we see here and what the skill set lies in the villages absolutely and i think what you really mentioned about the passion actually leading your path is so important you know this is what we sort of share with the students also that you know if it doesn't mean that if you are into fashion and textile you could not work in space design it is the idea of actually understanding what design can do and if they are able to understand this notion of how designs boundaries are extremely blurred and overlapping i think that that barrier of just working in a very siloed manner would break free 
and i think that is exactly why i could see that journey was so smooth in your case because that conviction of finding something new for yourself and for working with the communities was so organic so i think that is what one must always look into yes i think uh, as students you know i i feel a design uh, practitioner is a student all life uh, anybody who is to okay. work with design and to work with fashion has to you know there's so much happening around us we have to be learning every day and we have to be open to new ideas when you mentioned you know it's it's all interconnected so when i as a designer am creating my space i completely want it as my personality you know to give that project to somebody uh, especially you know when i was doing my uh, store and i met sora when he came to the store and he saw and he said wonderful because you put something together in the way you want to put it forward uh, if you give that you know either the person should be completely the same wavelength or you know when you craft it yourself even if you don't know the technical technical things you can still learn but the narrative you want to say and your story and your language will always be yours so it's very important to follow that and everything else falls in place okay yeah i think it's very very right because that's something which leads you to how your future years will follow every small so, thing you do you know there is that detail comes through every small thing you do so uh when you were making this conscious decision of working with a sari was it readily accepted or was there huge resistance in the beginning uh working with a sari when you thought of working with a sari what happened like was there a resistance that came into picture right? because it is something which has been explored numerous times in various fabrics in various interpretations so how did it actually happen for you you know when as i told you when i started working with the craft cluster uh, projects and i started traveling at the same time to different rural areas uh, it was different crafts but you know something which fascinated me the most was how sari actually uh, binded india from one corner to another corner you know in i'm going to west bengal or i'm going to madhya pradesh or i'm going to you know kerala or i'm going to chennai and uh, rural areas all the women are wearing sarees but the way they are wearing sarees is different the textile is completely different so there is huge similarity but there is such you know it's so versatile and that's something which hits you when you're doing it on you know everyday basis i was traveling like 10 days a month and it, it was something it was so amazing to see that and to have lost touch with sari in in the urban time i'm talking about uh, 2006 2005 2004 that point, that point of time and to just see in rural india uh, women wearing sarees on an everyday basis and going on with their uh, daily cores and you know there's no inhibition there and they're actually uh, molding the sari to their you know uh, everyday work and what they do so that kind of fascinated me and later when i was putting my mind through to you know how to uh, craft my brand and you know what i wanted to do i think sari was a natural uh, answer um, and then uh, going into sarees um, there was no resistance so to say i tried you know i started working with banaras as a craft cluster i started working with maheshwar and i could see that i was not able to create anything new I would create another colorway, another motif, 
uh, which would look similar to something maybe uh, something different in but there was nothing there was nothing me in that particular design and that led me to experiment with linen which i had been very close to as a menswear designer because we were working with uh, finest linen from uh, italy and france and making those classic uh, shirts for menswear so the i was very fond of that uh, textile and to just the thought of taking that textile into sarees and you know then marrying a traditional uh, attire to a european yarn and creating a language which nobody has seen for sarees you know and then uh, giving that product i think i just found an answer to what i wanted to do uh, with my brand very nice you mentioned something like uh, that there was this initial apprehension or resistance or the lack of knowledge that maybe the community has had to build this product so if you could share something about how you tackled linen and made it into the garment that you really wanted to what happened with that journey so, because they were used to working in certain manner so uh, uh, nobody was weaving sarees in linen uh, there was mill made linen fabric of course um linen cotton was there linen silk was there and the weavers were doing linen stoles which is a very small bit for i think mostly japanese market uh, and other export markets um it was you know constant conversation with uh, weavers uh, i found a weaver who was open to the idea of you know kind of trying something new uh and you know it led us to experiment with the loom and you know in beginning he was hesitant he said you know it will break up kya bol rahe ho itna jo width hai 47 inches ka us pe hum saadi chalayenge to dhaga tutega and i was like let's find a way of doing it uh, and he was open you know i said i'm going to bear the expense of whatever this experiment costs us and you just give me your time and your loom and he actually had one loom he said okay let me try and he made you know that he did uh, a lot of experiments on uh, on the loom you know with the warp and weft how it was set uh how epip where what kind of you know setting we have to do for because linen if tightly woven will not give you the drape and fall you need for a saree so it was really uh, working at that level of setting the loom properly so that the linen flew uh, fall uh, in a certain way when you draped it for the saree and then you know i think it was the master um, uh master <laughs> craftsman who i worked with his uh, constant uh, you know pushing himself to create that saree is what led us you know it was my idea but it was completely his skill and his effort which kind of put us through so it was actually a, if i could say a conscious and a very serendipitous moment for you so which ended up creating this market i was in singapore at that point of time um yeah. my husband was posted there and this whole work of traveling to west bengal working with that weaver it was in two months holiday which my son had and i returned back to singapore and i gave him my and we didn't have whatsapp at that point of time so i gave him my sister's number uh, and i gave my sister his number i said you be in touch because he would not be able to call me uh, in singapore so i said whenever you finish whatever happens you keep her in loop and she was in touch with him and then one day was it your saree is done so please courier it so he sent it to delhi and she sent it to me in um, singapore and i i'm telling you i can still 
remember where I was at my place, how I opened it, and they were re- really it was something which I had dreamed of. It was the perfect sari, and I called him and I was so happy, overjoyed, and he said, "Ma'am, dekha apne kya bana," <laughs> because he was, you know, they're so used to working with those. um the fine cottons and making those intricate designs that this was one coarse fabric length of that coarse fabric which had very minimalistic design and he was like i don't know what this is going to be and i was and when he heard my voice he was like i couldn't hear the excitement even though i she'll push us to make more and we don't know where we are at <laughs> so that's what it was and of course it was it was a dream come true it was a lovely moment i can never forget it I think it's in your voice it resonates this excitement and this pure joy you know of finding what you really wanted through that and yes. I think this is the biggest lesson for anybody who wants to just make a difference by creating something of their own yes so, very important uh, because you know you will fail you will there will be hurdles uh, it's not very easy to take the uh, uncharted path Uh, because you don't know what's what lies ahead. It's very easy for people to make linen sarees today because everybody knows how to make it now. There are weavers, there you know, all of it. But to think of something new, come out with something you know which excites you, with where you can say, "I own it. This is mine." You know, yeah. so that 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 drives you every day, every night. You uh, wake up with this excitement uh, in your head and your heart, which takes you forward. Lovely. This actually leads me to my next. inquisition is you mentioned that is actually anybody designing right now is anybody thinking about design uh, how would you like to explain that see i was I, sort of thinking in my head all the time when i came back so you know what i meant uh, by that note was that design is a function you know design if we see if we look at art uh, design or fashion uh and we if we see at moments which changed the way we look at certain things um very humbly i would say the linen sari okay um so before that sarees were mostly restricted to formal wear uh something which you would wear for occasion and it was something which will you know so there's a lot of thought you have to look at the larger environment you have to look at the you know the way uh life is trending what is missing for that i think my sabbatical of 5 years gave me that time and you know uh, uh mind space to think about something like this if i was in a corporate job i would not have come out with uh, with a linen sari if i was doing something 9 to 5 and was thinking about my next collection and thinking about the margins we have to cover and thinking about the sales that is put on my table by the sales department and this you know thinking about my marketing plans i would not have done this so design needs a lot of time uh, real uh, value which you create by you know designing something uh, which is the need of the hour really needs thought and time and you know when we when we start following a certain pattern even me for example as a designer when i've started now supplying to so many stores um, we have our own store we have a website and you this whole burst of social media uh, where you put a product today on instagram and tomorrow it is old you know because everybody is putting like 100 products uh, in a week and there's this whole race of what new what new and the customer is saying what new so we've all kind of created this whole cycle which is so fast paced 
uh, I don't know where when we think and when we create uh, following this whole. So I I feel that you know we need to step back. And I think this pandemic in so many ways. Of course, all of us are going through whatever we are going through. Um, it's it's changed the way we uh, look at life, the way we lived. You know, for such a long time, and in this lifetime to experience something like this, but it surely has given us that time to which we were not taking. You know, if I was not working, I was looking at my Instagram, or I was looking at something else. So either I was working, or I was digi- digitally, you know, um, engaged with some material. The mind was never free. So to actually design, the mind needs to be free. needs to think and actual proper nice designs have taken years to come through so when we are living this fast it's a question when we are living this fast paced life are we actually giving ourselves that time to create design to be able to design no absolutely and i think you know what is happening is this added pressure of submitting to creating that image of a brand which one has created one has to sort of continuously live with supporting that brand so you know what you what you are saying and what the reality actually was before the pandemic hit but two very opposite ends of the spectrum so i think one thing for sure that has happened is this conscious shift that pandemic would bring but still i would like to ask you you know so many of the brands have seen shutters being drawn to the windows how and what should be the way of course one cannot figure out a very specific way but for you how would you go about it because there is resistance there are hurdles but how would you keep your mind going to make design which is still relevant see there's so much what's there so much right now you know i was thinking about our conversation and uh, waiting for this call um, uh, to happen and i was thinking about you know what we had spoken that day and i would say there's a burst of products is so much available so much of that and do i really want to add to what is already available one more option you know do i want one more option to what is already available or do i want to create that is not there you know so the thought has to be there for fashion and fashion is full of products fashion is bursting on its seams when it comes to uh, what we've created all around us So do I really want to add one more option for a person to choose or do I want to create classics create uh, seasonless fashion create something which goes which is more um, you know so it's winter you're creating something for winter which can be worn for 5 10 6 8 winters you know and it's crafted so well that it will not lose its sheen as a product you'll fall in love with it you know how we how we have like painting artists painting or a particular notebook or a particular pen because it's so beautifully designed you will invest in that buy a particular thing and keep it for a while you will not buy it with a thought of throwing it so when i talk about seasonless design and against the whole uh, model of fast fashion i'm talking about creating products which have a longer life thinking them through and let them take that wardrobe space for years and you know person enjoys that so i think that's the answer that's where innovation needs to lead us that's where we need to put ourselves so right i think that's really something which we have to question and this also there's another thing which you mentioned that there is you know when we were growing up if we were comfortable 
having the pass me downs of our brothers and sisters there were no qualms about them and we enjoyed each of those pieces but today there's this over availability over accessibility where everything is gold everything is worthy of being rejected so do we really have relevance for such beautiful memories which we used to create through those experiences yeah and we have very strong so you know i had a elder sister cousin and elder sister my um, uh, mama's daughter and my younger sister so there was a 2 2 year gap so i would really look at her frocks and i know that 2 years later <laughs> <laughs> get this <laughs> goes to my sister and uh, and we used to keep them like mothers used to keep those garments really properly they used to be you know the whole thing of rafu and doing the hem again and you know redoing the garment again that whole beauty of it is gone because this you know mostly fast fashion when you're consuming so fast and when you're creating so fast you're buying and you're throwing because again it again leads to that one product if you put your whole heart and you know thought into one product it's very difficult to throw it and then you know if you're mindfully creating then the consumer is mindfully buying to keep it for a while and you know if i bought that i really want to give it to somebody and i don't want to throw it somewhere so you know i really feel that we need uh, and you know there's some some societies are people who are still doing it i have a friend in pondicherry very close she lives in the ashram and she she's a teacher she and i she has a daughter of uh, the same age as my son 14 years old and she was telling me she said we hardly buy you know clothes for kids we have been doing this whole we keep their clothes very properly and there is this chain of six kids it goes through and i was like wow so beautiful and they're still following that so it's just a matter of yeah practice of it's one simple thing of garments because we are talking about fashion and you know that's more relevant right now but i would also bring in you know middle class housewives our mothers we've kind of seen them using everything in the kitchen so mindfully you know there was no not so much waste which was created out of our household every day as much as we are creating today so they would find use of everything that came very few <laughs> things were thrown and the villagers still practice that so uh, i think we need to just reorient you know you stay in the village for some time and whenever i go uh, to the village i stay with my weavers because there are no guest houses and hotels and you know such like places there and to just go through their uh, daily routine gives me so much you know to take back bring back to mumbai and then rethink of how i'm living i'll give you an example here so we were you know uh, a couple of years ago uh, we were in a flat uh, when my husband was working in india we were in a flat which was a four bedroom uh, duplex with a terrace and my artisans from jharkhand used to come and stay with me and we used to you know be sitting together and used to be in one room and we used to be sitting together and working and talking in the night and while one of the conversations one of them asked me didi aap itne bade ghar ka karte kya you know and you know it was a very simple question aap to teen log ho bhaiya hai babu hai aur aap hai aur aap itne bade ghar mein kya karte ho sarat and it got me thinking yeah, seriously what am i doing <laughs> and you know now right now i'm living in a small apartment which is just right for the three of us and um, you know meets all our needs and it's so easy to keep it you know up with you know, what i do so there are simple things thoughts like this which which you don't think of 
you know and a simple question when you're mixing with people uh, you know who know how to mindfully use their resources you start questioning a lot of things which you don't question otherwise no i think it is so so right of what you said somewhere that that one step back is so important to see engage and then sort of progress so yeah. sometimes that steady move that slow move is very important so uh also you had told me that one of your favorite compliments has been what the amazing designer to abraham and talk with told you about the design that one of your creations was close to nothingness so both of them have been my favorites when i was growing up as a fashion student and i know the amount of contribution they've made to the industry of india how did that uh, how did that feel you know how is it still so fresh in your mind it you know moments like this you know you uh, how the memories is well and you know you retain certain parts of it which really make an impact on you so you've been following like you said you've been following a certain design aesthetic of putting as minimal as possible and you know creating beauty out of it um and thinking maybe is anybody noticing what you're doing in the way you're thinking and the way you're putting it forward so mayank is a close friend he's a textile expert and he uh, mayank mansing called so uh, this was told to me by him he was attending the fashion show this was a balance one of our collections at fdci and after the show i asked him how it was and he said you know rakesh was sitting with him and he said he said something um very beautiful and he told me that he said these designs are very close to nothingness they are so simple that they are you know and that it's like i've achieved you know something today because i've always always looked up to their design aesthetic and how they contemporized a uh, you know a large uh, part of indian fashion in they gave a different look to it all together and so much thoughtfulness in how they brought the textiles of india forward so that was a moment which is which is still which will always stay with me because that is something which inspires you to go forward you know and i think it will speak volumes and it it's incomparable to how many garments you possibly have sold in the lifetime of the brand that one thing sort of negates everything else you know it's just hold so much of power so who actually inspires you around so um my um constant source of inspiration is mother nature always you know nature inspires me in different forms i'm very fond of plants and flowers and you know different vivid colors wilderness that's my constant constant inspiration very very and you know i've seen that you've consciously stayed away from the glamour of fashion and yet there are a lot of people who come back to you and they pick up those statements which remain in their memories and wardrobes would you have any such memory of one of those people who really made a difference while you were creating something and you thought that that experience of meeting that personality or that person really sort of got you thinking um uh, this you know there is it's so difficult to it's, you know i'm not being diplomatic but it's so difficult to choose one ever yeah. but you know i'll i'll again you give one uh, incident so we were doing this shoot um for uh, so i was working very closely with bando 8 um the store in bombay um oh, beautiful yes 
beautiful beautiful space and methli so we were to launch a new collection and methli said anna let's do a shoot you can use my space and let's create something uh, beautiful who will you shoot what will happen and all of that and again my artisans were at my place and we were working on a new collection and just you know working and they were all wearing sarees all the time so i was like why not shoot in them because they are the ones who are actually wearing sarees all the time and i told this and my husband you know he's also a photographer so i told he was to shoot for us and i said you know i'm thinking let's shoot with them and he was like and i'm not worried about anything else but they've never faced the camera i don't know what will happen and we took that chance we said okay fine maybe it'll not come out the way we want let's just uh, go and so early morning we went and these women i asked them and they were so excited but still shy because they've not done anything like this before and the first drape that happened on cecilia so cecilia agatha uh, nirmala sita all of them four of them and the first drape of a white and a blue saree with a white shirt and cecilia came out like she was in the changing room and we draped the saree and all the drapes we used were from there from jharkhand so she was draped in that saree with a shirt and her hair was tight in a bun and no makeup at all and just coal in the eyes and she came out and that's the most stunning uh, picture i've ever seen uh, that santhal shoot is still still very close to my heart and how these girls just and so strong and so confident suddenly they transformed in front of the camera so i think that's one but uh, that's one incident i cannot forget when cecilia just came out of the trial room and everybody like my husband and the light guy and everybody was looking at her like what happened so that's that's something which stays fresh with me right i really that has been that has actually been the anecdote of the session you know i was not expecting that answer at all it's so it is so we don't know where we find our inspirations you no, know no 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 and my inspiration for saree has usually come from the craft clusters and the villages yeah i think it's very visible in the way the brand speaks of it on all possible genres and platforms so that is one thing which is so amazingly intrinsic that you see it all the time so on that note uh, anamela why does fashion matter to you so you know um, i will again you know you opened up with a uh, quote from uh, the book by mrs corner and you you know why fashion matters it matters you know uh, uh, on a bigger scale if you see to economy to uh, the socio culture to you know uh, the way businesses are so many things it impacts and it matters but i think for me it matters um, the value i create uh, at each step in my journey so from how we source our yarn to where we weave them to how we dye them to what happens on the loom and then you know uh, when we do khatwa or any other uh, embellishment how it's dyed and finally it comes to our store and then to the customer and how customer engages so fashion matters to me because of the value we can create at all those levels and the the empowering impact it can have on craft clusters if done right so you know right. when we talk about uh, if we talk about handloom sector or the textile sector where i work 
just second only to uh, agriculture and what you can do if we have these constant engagements of designers and artisans and creating uh, products together with each other uh, you know what we can do uh, is what makes which matters to me in terms of fashion yeah beautifully because i think you've compiled it really sort of very well so uh, anavila we do have two of the members of the academics with us so murida she heads the academic administration sorry the academics of the design village and she is a strategic and narrative designer and is also an agile thinker so she has this beautiful collection of sarees she goes meets these amazing artisans across the country picks up these weaves folds them beautifully if you see the way she folds the sarees and sort of wraps them is so amazing so i think it would have it was actually very cohered for her to be here and to ask a question to you now was hi anavala it's so nice to hear you talk about so many things and believe me if i could i have like four five things i would like to ask you but i think i would go with the one and um so you know you said something like skills can be learned but it's your narrative and your story that one tries to communicate so what i would like to ask you is that when someone buys your saree like an anavala saree what's the narrative you want them to experience first i what i want to experience them first is that you know it's the saree my saree how i look at it every saree is like a canvas so i'm not giving you a design uh, solution for yourself i'm giving you this canvas and you have to create your own solution and that's the beauty of these sarees so there's there's a linen saree which a beige and white the first design which i made can be worn in so many ways and can you know a woman can give her own personality so it doesn't define a woman a woman defines my saree i think that's what i wanted to carry it it will not put them in a you know if you create design with a thought everybody is wearing that saree and there's a tag and this is my brand and everybody is looking at you know mini me's of each other that's not my you know every woman needs to experiment with a saree in a different way and give her own personality to that saree thank you so much i think that just is very beautiful thank you thank you for that uh, anavila next we have sneha so sneha has been very long associated with the design village as a facilitator she actually coordinates the foundation courses at the design village and also mentors the fashion and textile atelier by practice she is a fashion and textile designer and believes in repurposing waste uh, weaves and redefining what a non traditional textile can do in times such as today so sneha over to you hi hi anavel it's it's an absolute pleasure to hear you to be very honest um the honesty is so refreshing and also i feel like there's hope <laughs> in my life hearing you as well um so okay so i have a question because this is something that i have you know tried to work on after college when it comes to sustainable design i know we read a lot about it we study a lot about it but i wanted to ask a question regarding this um so sustainability in general it's about not just you know the final product it's about the whole process whether it's from the conceptualization to how you make something to the product to the lifespan to what happens after that and so on it is also about sustaining the livelihoods of the people involved in the whole process so what i wonder is in all these years right what is that one thing 
and maybe this is me assuming that there is one or maybe there's none uh, that you find you still find challenging you know to uphold the ideology of sustainability the one thing in that whole process that you feel is still challenging there are a lot of things this whole process is a challenging process it's you know i would not i would not say it's it's very easy so um, in 2019 um, the collection which we did uh, uh, was completely uh, so i said i have to move a step forward from natural uh, textiles to all uh, handmade textiles i also want to work with natural dyes okay and i started working with um, the well known um, natural dye processes in india and i'll tell you the kind of you know my whole collection was delayed for four months because of the consistency we needed in the dye uh, if there is a flaw in the you know you know the natural dyes will you still need to fix it properly and but there's if there's a flaw in the product you cannot bring it forward you know so that whole um, process led me to think and to understand that it's not as easy as it seems you might decide something but do you have uh, the back end to support it and do you want to create it yourself and the kind of investment it leads to and the losses which you've had because the quality was not consistent you cannot take that from the customer so this whole uh, it's very nice to say that you know i'll go one step forward and i'll work on natural dyes but there's a lot of hard work which goes behind that and there's a lot of cost which is so what you're saying is right there's this this one challenge every day which i have to face but then you say okay fine the next collection you then again start working with you know new format you find people you know maybe these three colors will work right now maybe it was um, uh, you know uh, quite uh, uh, you know you were very excited and you said that the whole collection will be natural right so one step at a time you you know kind of come with a huge uh, plate of you know things which you ambition which you want to do and be very ambitious about it but then you narrow it down and you say one step at a time this is what i want to do right first and then maybe i'll go to this step so it's it's a constant struggle it's not easy thank you and i think i think the fact that you know it's a challenge throughout and you're still there i think that's the beauty of it because there's always an easy way out to be very honest you know people always have that hey i can always go back to this and yeah but all of us sitting here are here for a, for something for a purpose we believe in something and you know some some of my friends even ask me you know you can be a really nice happy housewife your husband does whatever he does so <laughs> so if i'm here you know if i'm here and i'm working and i'm designing and i'm creating this brand and i'm pushing myself i'm doing it for a purpose and to shortcut it for you know to uh, sell more pieces uh, it's not my dream i'm not going there thank you Thank you, Sneha and Madhita. Uh, now we have a few of students who had sent in their questions from beforehand. So here we have Kani Mozi from Metur, Tamil Nadu. She asks, if you were to design the journey of a fashion designer in a few words, how would you? Um, sorry, I didn't get the name. Her name is Kani Mozi. Um, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, but. I, uh, you know, Kani. I think a fashion designer or a designer, any 
designer for that matter has to be like a innocent excited child uh, and you have to be you have to be able to research read uh, you know there's so much which people before us have created uh, and to innovate to look forward you know we can only so in so many ways you know i didn't create a new uh, uh, garment i created a new textile uh, by using another uh, fabric you know for that particular garment so everything we want to create or think is already there in some way or the other and so you you need to really do your research and then you have to go forward with the innocence and excitement of a child and say that you know this is your contribution try to create your you know narrative and be true to it thank you uh, arushi from merit rights that nowadays we see the influencers the bloggers the models and various luxury brands projecting a certain imagery of fashion on social media necessarily is that the right way of projecting fashion it's, it's not only fashion it's everything else as well social media has taken over our lives in so many ways it's food it's fashion of course because it's it's as you know we say it's the most easy way of self expression and people are getting this uh, uh, you know social media to do new experiments and showcase to so many people on it so uh, i don't think there is any right or wrong uh, but i i feel there this that's more their representation of what they feel and how they want to express themselves but it's not the direction in which fashion is going i think it's much more deeper and much more wider so we as designers need to look at that picture of you know as i would give you a current example of pandemic that you know a lot of us are working from home now uh, the whole uh, fashion or the whole usage of garments or the way wardrobes look will change so are we as designers as thinkers uh, kind of addressing that looking at that thinking about that you know i think that's much more important than um, you know the social media and how it's overpowering uh, uh, fashion thank you so the last question from the student is from yogita she is from new delhi and she says how could fashion actually bring that change in the society that it needs so you know fashion uh, yogita is as we as we discussed earlier garment industry is the the biggest polluter of of this earth you know of this planet the kind of garbage that we create and uh, uh, the fast fashion that we and what we chuck out of our wardrobes i think mindful what i always say that it starts from a designer the consumer only has those many options what you will create will be consumed okay so it starts from us as designers how mindfully are we creating what are we creating what are the options we are giving for a customer for a consumer to be more mindful thank you and uh, if we were to part with that one message for the design village community from you and avila what would that be for these young minds all of us who are sort of trying struggling to find that hope for tomorrow in the current times you know i i think all of all of these new kids you know like i tell my kids you know my son who's 14 and my uh, nephew who's 15 that you know you have so much in front of you the world has changed you know 
we were exposed to so little we our worlds were you know confined to the small towns we were born in delhi used to be oh i'm going to my grandmother's house in delhi and this is what i planned for and you know the entire world you know you've seen what we have faced due to our actions which have been irresponsible a lot of times and where we are right now so they are the kids you know they are the people who have to find solutions for tomorrow so be excited about it be use what you have in your hands use this whole information knowledge which you have around you to create a better tomorrow for all of us and for the coming generations thank you so much i think uh, what we've created today anavela thanks to all thanks to you is a new chapter and i really think that this will ink a new beginning in why and how fashion is actually looked upon in today's time and actually what we believe as fashion and textile at here at the design village so i really hope that people believe that fashion is just not a habit it is a way of life and it is how purpose is given to that life on day to day basis through numerous those hands and minds who struggle ceaselessly to provide food to pro- provide discomfort that all of us are so privileged of so i'm i am really humbled and privileged to be here with you and i thank each and everybody is to be a part of this amazing beginning thank you nano thank you watsal thank you sneha thank you mudita thank you to your entire team for having me today It was lovely. I lovely for me as well. Thank you, Anavila. And Anavila, just to add to how you have summed it up, uh, we will do this series uh, every month and add a new chapter to it. So we've thought of it as a six-part series. So, passing on from you, we would actually have Mr. Varun Bal on fifteenth of January, who would actually talk about how he's not he's known for. the magnum opus of indian weddings but he wants to go beyond that and actually see why can fashion find its relevance in those beginnings as well so okay. i really hope that all of us come back and create a new journey then all the best and to you and all your efforts thank you so much nagula an absolute pleasure thank you and i thank each one of you all to be here amongst us